ghetto law is the law that we live by. Every day, I wonder why my shorty had to die. I reminisce about my ghetto princess. Every day, I give it up for my shorty, shorty. Ghetto law is the law that we live by. Every day, I wonder why my shorty had to die. I reminisce about my... You guys don't like Lost Boys? Nobody's like Lost Boys? Everybody's a Lost Boys fan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Continue Podcast. And that is the Lost Boys. And if you add any question about their name ending with a Z, I think we've cleared it up. Uh, (laughs) No, no. uh, My name is Anthony John Agnello, and this Continue podcast is all about the wonderful things that we love and we like to discuss with you in all kinds of in-depth ways, primarily video games. With me is Staff Roberts' Dave Roberts. We, we went over this. I'm Staff Roberts no more. No, you're manager you're Roberts. Manager Roberts. <laughs> Floor Manager Roberts. <laughs> yes. I have no actual power, but everyone rear needs ad- Rear so. Admiral Roberts. <laughs> Where are the nuclear no, weapons? Like you're always a Staff Roberts. You are... Like, like the original position at another outlet was staff writer, but your staff, you are Roberts on staff for like the world, right? Okay. Yeah. I am the staff. Roberts. Yeah, you're the yeah. staff Roberts. Like, when aliens land on the planet <laughs> and take stock of everything, and they're like, yeah. "Take us to your fucking leader," and you're like, "Oh, okay, whoa," and like, here's the UN, and they'll be like, "We're gonna need an itemized list." We need to know who's your staff, Roberts. And you'd be like, fucking... <laughs> this guy right okay. here. They landed in Texas. Go northwest. Go northwest. Uh, we also have it's on fire Susan Arndt. A uh, pair of Harry Potter's glasses sold at auction for $20,000. Oh, where... <laughs> I fucking hate myself and my brain... So much because my very like I'm not like that's disgusting. I'm like which movie? Like, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they asking that glasses? Are we talking like prison? Like yo, did, did, did Alfonso Cuarón touch these glasses? Uh, I believe it's from the very first. Oh, it's from the very first. All right. Oh, uh, very shut first it down. Throw them away. Right. Yes. They're garbage right. glasses. Yes. This is bullshit. I can't. Let me wear let those. me double check. Yes, it is from Sorcerer's Stone. Can't I can't put a gla- pair of glasses made for an eleven-year-old on my head in public? No. Uh, I, mean, I mean, well, yes, you can. I mean, not, not. All right. I. So <laughs> this this made me very sad. It, well, not sad, but I found out last fall. Uh, not last fall. It was June. Last summer, the helmet worn by Dark Helmet in mm-hmm. Spaceballs went up for auction. And mm-hmm. like it's the hel- like it wasn't like they had multiple of these things. Right. It's it's the thing like, Rick Moranis the, wore. The thing that Rick Moranis. It's still yeah. like, it has like rust on like the little thing. And I was like, oh, that's, wow. that's rusty because a he's spitting it all the time, and b he <laughs> drank coffee through it. And like I was like, that's the kind of thing that I need in my home. Did he actually so, drink coffee through it? Oh yeah, yeah. Like like it's a- like liquid could go through it, according okay. to the description on the the Hollywood okay. auction site. And okay. so, and it's just a bunch of holes. It's just a bunch of holes, and so, <laughs> my, I, I'm not gonna go into too much detail here. But my brother 
was at, at my home, and it was just the two of us. My, my wife and child were out of town. So we were not sober. I'm not, I'm not going to okay, say, like, okay. we were obliterated or anything. But, but I you, should, you shouldn't have been driving. We, should, we weren't. Instead, okay. we were operating other machinery that we shouldn't operate. And we, we were like, let's just put in a bid. Oh, my God. <laughs> let's oh my just God. put in a bid, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> so like, and then Anthony pulls up a helmet on the camera. <laughs> And, like, we're, like, sitting there, and we're, like, it's, there's three days left. And it's the dark helmet. It's the, the dark helmet helmet. And so I, like, fully admit I'm, I'm like, two whiskeys deep. And I'm just, like, <laughs> 10,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... It went through and immediately was just like, you are outbid. You are oh, outbid. Like, immediately. Oh. And, my, and Gabe and oh. I, Gabe and I, like, we knew, like, it had it had been open for, like, 12 hours. And, like, there was, there's no way. And, like, it was just like, you are outbid. And, and, like, we looked at each other and we were like, we should put this laptop and our phones in another room. <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> Let's remove... Otherwise, you're going to have to have a weird conversation have, like, with a Lyra really in a couple strange years. conversation Honey, about college. you can't go to college, but... Here's why daddy can't get a home loan. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> so this, this, this is the tragic ending of the story. Oh, oh. And I don't... I, I am not a hater of the man's work. I'm just kind of indifferent to him. And, like, I'm... I, what bums me out is that... This is not a person who, like, I wish, like, the Dark Helmet helmet went to somebody who's going to cherish it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 like, totally. Like, even the Harry Potter glasses. Like, I hope that, like, somebody went out and bought those glasses and had the lenses retrofitted for, like, an actual 11-year-old boy that, like, wants to be Harry Potter. So the other day, my mom is at my house, and she's like, oh, I... You should see Chris Hardwick on Jimmy Fallon. Chris oh, Hardwick's no. just the best. And you would you would just love listening to him talk about what he's trying to do with his collectibles. Because he also has a baby. And his baby's always getting into the things. And he actually got the dark helmet helmet. Oh, and I was like, no. Chris Hardwick! Son of a... I would have gone into debt to stop this from happening! But, yeah, nerdist guy... Got it. Okay, I, I also have an, an auction story. Do it. So my my husband and I, uh, we don't, we like weird, bizarre things. Like yeah. we have, um, uh, he he finds this cool stuff. At, at, he travels a lot. He'll go to thrift stores and find really cool stuff. Like there's a Wrangler Barbie. Wrangler <laughs> the jeans. The jeans. Yeah. Oh, no. Is she oh, like, awesome. is it Barbie cosplaying as Brett Favre? She has it's, like, <laughs> it's 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 Barbie in like it's like cowgirl Barbie like she's got the flannel shirt on and the jeans no. and the cowboy boot, you know because it's Wrangler Barbie and she's still in her box so she's amazing. Then there's um he also has a uh, Biggs and Wedge. Oh. Uh uh, can you call them action figures if they're basically like GI Joe? They're dolls. Dolls. They're dolls. That's a yeah, doll. it's they're Biggs and Wedge Wedge dolls again in the box. That's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> that right? rules. So. 
so we have, and we love these just like quirky, weird, it'll never be worth anything. Oh, but, yeah, 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 know. that's the best. Right? Yeah. So, he, he comes to me one day, he's like, okay, I know we're trying to save money, <laughs> but I, I found something, and I feel, and so for auction, and I, and I really feel like it's the kind of thing we have to have. And I'm like, oh, God's <laughs> sake, okay, what is this? It was a gold <clears throat> record presented to Radio Shack of Put the Hammer Down. A collection of trucking songs. Yes! Right? Yes! Yes! I'm like... You want that hanging in your yes! foyer for all of time. Like, yes! Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, yes, and forever. I walk in, I'm like, well, obviously we're bidding on this. He's like, okay. How high... How high do we bid? We need to max. We need to agree on a max. Yeah. Because otherwise we'll just... I'm like, okay. I feel like $500 is as high as we should go for this ridiculous for this really, item. yeah, this really strange thing. Yeah. It ended up going for 2500 Oh, no. <laughs> right? I was like, that's no. Yeah. I, like, no. the whole, like, eBay is a dangerous thing for the person with a strange sense of humor. Yeah. And, yeah. I, like, I will say, like, when you have, like, when you have those moments... I, I especially like drunk eBaying is like a thing that like you just need to like wipe out of your life. Yeah, I will don't say do that. that there is Don't there, don't drunk eBay, don't sad don't, eBay. Don't don't sad eBay. Never sad eBay. No. Really never drunk <laughs> eBay. I will admit that the the <laughs> one blast auction story and then we'll talk okay, about okay, we'll okay, talk okay. about the show. And this this one's short because it's just like this was ten years ago. And this ultimately worked out. Because now they're pretty unattainable. Now, like people spend money on these things, and uh, which baffles me. But ten years ago, uh, when I uh, when I was not the successful, <laughs> the successful respected man I am now. Back when I was a lowly editorial intern, I were you at Nerve? I was at the still time? still at Nerve. I was still naturally. At Nerve. I was still writing movie reviews for Sex Magazine, and yep. I wake up. And I checked, like, my bank account, and $40 is gone. And oh. this this was a moment where, like, I would, like $40 was, like, that's, like, groceries for, like, most of a week. I was like, what, what did I spend $40 on? Like, Uh-oh. I didn't have that much Maker's Mark last night. Like, what is wrong? Where? <laughs> what is happening? I'm t- 25 years old. I can't just be having $40 disappear. Yeah. And, like, I look at my email, there's nothing in my email, there's no delivery receipt. I didn't go get cash like a somnambulic weirdo who's like, I'm hammered and it's the middle of the night, I better make sure I have enough money for the commute. Like, it, it's not that. <laughs> and then a week later, a virtual boy showed up. <laughs> yes! And a week later. Yes! There's a virtual boy with like four games and the AC adapter, and I'm like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> you know, you can check like account history and stuff. Like, I just, you just want you wanted the Mister Delinquent. Like, so I don't like. There was no email. I had no confirmation of the purchase. It's like, 
Like, I, was I trying to surprise myself? Was it like, <laughs> you deserve a treat? <laughs> It'll be okay. fine. Here's the thing past Anthony. That was a very good get. 40 bucks? 40 bucks? And, like, yeah. I, like, I never needed to buy another Virtual Boy game. Now, like, that, that there's a boxed uh, Wario Land with it. Like, you know, it was a good set. And now I could move that and sell it to, I don't know, some kind of nerd. Some guy who's had too much Maker's Mark. Some, some, some kind some of nerd. Kind of, some kind of friggin' nerd. So, some Susan, you, you saw a film recently... That I want to see, speaking of some <laughs> kind of fucking nerd, because yeah. Edgar, <laughs> Edgar Wright is, I would say, the most successful geek on the planet right now, in terms of, like, artistic success. Like, way more so yeah, than yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like, Quentin Tarantino, like, people are always like, Ugh. film nerd Quentin Tarantino. Like, no, Quentin Tarantino is just a crazy person. Like, he's, he's... Quentin Tarantino is desperately in need of an editor. He's a he, brilliant man that people don't say no to enough. That's right. Yeah. He, he is the J.K. Rowling of film. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. What? Are you, wow. what? I'm saying that... J.K. Order, Rowling? Or, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows, 75 pages can be cut from all, all three. You're not wrong. Just, just... You're not wrong. Gut in there with a hatchet. Just get in there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you you saw Baby Driver. I did. And Baby Driver got you thinking about a topic that I've been thinking about for the past, like, 24 hours very intensely, which is things that you know are technically good. Yeah. Objectively good. That are objectively good. That are artful. Yep. And this is, I feel like this is, like, like the end of many of our discussions about video games when it's always like yeah, yeah. I like this dumb surreal bullshit I like this mobile puzzle game I don't like that I don't like that but I get it I get it that's yeah, good yeah, and so yeah. you've had you had this reaction to ba- Baby Driver I did Baby Driver uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Baby Driver is about the, the main character is the getaway driver for stick up crews they go rob banks or, or, or other places uh, it's run by a guy named Doc, played by Kevin Spacey. He assembles a new crew for every job, but Baby is always the driver because he's amazing. He's incredibly good at what he does. And the the thing is, he was in a very bad car accident when he was a small child, so he has tinnitus, which is why he's always listening to music. Every single, like, every time you see him, he's got his, his earbuds in because he's listening to music, and that music becomes the soundtrack of the film. Hmm. Now... The film is edited to perfectly match the music. Mm. I mean, like, gunshots are on the beat. It is so exquisitely crafted. It can, it's a puzzle box that can only fit together one way. Mm. And, it's, and it doesn't feel forced. It, it, everything flows perfectly. You are watching a Swiss watch. It is that extraordinary how everything fits together you don't care a fuck about any single person in this movie or what (laughs) happens to them they could all spontaneously combust and you'd be like okay there's there's absolutely no substance to it at all and what's really really interesting is i talked to a lot of people after i watched it those who loved it we all absolutely agree on this point Hmm. editing is amazing the action sequences are fantastic 
there is no plot. There is no character. None of these people will make you feel anything. Like, the way I summed it up was, um, you are never unaware of the actor who is speaking to you. Like, when you watch House of Cards... You don't say, wow, Kevin Spacey just did something. It's Frank Underwood. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey just, he becomes Frank Underwood. You are never unaware that it is Kevin Spacey. You are never unaware that you are watching Jamie Foxx. That's always, I was just going to say, that's always Jamie Foxx in, like, why is he dressed like Eddie Murphy in Raw? Like, what is... He's, uh, he, well, he's, uh, he's, he's a criminal, you see? Oh, and uh, I can actually take it back. He's not dressed like Eddie Murphy in Raw. He's dressed like a Metal Gear character. Like that looks like what Hideo Kojima thinks a bank robber looks like. It's yeah, that's true. Actually, it, I mean, it's it's just this 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 wonderfully constructed thing with no emotion to it. Yeah, at all. So I know. And this movie is two months old. I think I think we can like get a little spoilery, right? Like, uh, it won't matter. It yeah, won't it matter. won't matter. Not, There's nothing to spoil. There's no emotional <laughs> this payoff. This is not a movie you watch for the plot. So I know, I know that there is a love story. There's like a waitress. There is. There's like a. There is. A... So he's in the diner one day, and uh, this very beautiful waitress. She's from Downton Abbey, by the way. If you're watching it, going, I know, I know that girl. Why? She's Rose from Downton Abbey. Uh, I'm like IMDBing it while I'm watching. I'm like, I know this bitch. Who is this? Ah, okay. So, she, so the waitress is delightful. Uh, they spark up a conversation. 24 hours later, they've, they've decided they're in love and they want to run away together. Hmm. Because that's real life. Because, because, because of movies. movies. Because, Which, like, yeah. And that you can even, like, because of the way she steps up at the end of the movie, yeah. I will hand wave the fact that she doesn't. she literally doesn't even know his real name. <laughs> All right. Baby is a nickname. Yeah. Uh, but she's going to leave everything and go with him. That's fine. That's whatever. Like they, I, they smooched. That's it. Like okay, hmm. star-crossed love. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, fine. Whatevs. But yeah, there, there's no, there's no there there. It's so, which is yeah. really disappointing because like, as someone who loves Edgar Wright's other movies, like like I watch Hot Fuzz on a monthly basis. Uh, and and I get something out of it every time I watch it, and even from the trailers, like because I haven't seen Baby Driver because you know going to the theater when you have two kids is hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like even watching the trailer, it's like this looks cool, but I feel no connection. Yeah. You won't to anything. Well, Dave, do you going have on you, here? Have you found that when you watch? I mean, there, there's really only one example, but this sounds. I mean, and like I I, I know that there are very strong opinions about this movie in our you know circles our social circles because a lot of people don't like the the sort of kitschiness of it but this sounds a lot like scott pilgrim oh like, fuck scott pilgrim well, I, jesus i realize i realize but like Ugh. scott pilgrim is another like it, like it like you said like it feels like a puzzle box it feels like this intricate little machine but scott pilgrim the movie ultimately like leaves you a little cold because you're like why would I care about anyone here that isn't Chris mm. Evans? And I only like Chris Evans <laughs> because he's goddamn hilarious. Like, he's a, a, right. like a jerk. <clears throat> At least, like, the characters in that movie have arcs. Like, they, they, do, do, they change. do change. They do have arcs. Uh, but, like, from the impression that I'm getting, like, Baby Driver is just like, here's a cool set piece, and here's then it's Queen. over. That's, 
that's that's basically it. And the the ending is well, the pre-ending, the actual ending sucks, but the pre-ending uh, is is really good. And that that's when you start. That's the only time in the movie you feel anything. Yeah. Uh, baby uh, chooses to he's he. Of course, to make sure you're on his side, it's made clear that he's doing this against his will. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be doing these things, but he has to. <laughs> and uh, uh, some of the... Over the course of the film, the heists get more violent. Yeah. And uh, he finally... He, he chooses to act hmm. instead of just sitting back and watching this stuff happen. And from that point on, because he has finally chosen to stand for something... It's like okay, I now feel things. There are now stakes. There's, there's conflict. There's, and and that's good. But everything leading up to that, you're like, I don't, I, I don't. So this is so. Are the heists cool at least? Yeah, they're great. Like, well, you don't see the okay. heist. You see the getaway. Yeah. And they are very good. They're cool. Very very good. But okay. like to get back to your point, saying. Like that, it's such a weird fine line to have that moment. Where you're like, I recognize that this is good. Like, mm-hmm. I recognize that this is, by every measure that we, we, as professional critics, like, every measure as a professional critic, like, this thing is a, a work of art mm-hmm. that moves me in no human way. D- yeah. Getting to that place, like, like, all three of us have very, very strong responses to things. Even though Dave Roberts is, like, your calling card is being like, it's fine. When you say it's fine, it's coming from a place of like extreme passion, and right, you know, I a, a movie I recently saw that like I honestly almost like stood up on the couch and like threw a brick through the television was the Neon Demon by oh yeah yeah like, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And fucking Bob goddamn movie Bob who I trust implicitly I'm like I'm I'm like Mr. Chipman. You're a good soul, and you tell me this is amazing. I did. I, I, I enjoy Nicholas Wingdingling reference movie Drive. I enjoy Drive. I think Drive oh. is a good movie. Oh, oh God, do you? I, I, but like for the same reason, for the same like, like I think Drive is good, and I think okay. that there are moments in it that like are there are moments in it that are just inescapably cool. But I would never say I love that movie. Because, like, Ryan Gosling's deep character, or, like, Albert Brooks's, I don't know, being a creep? Like, like there's no, like, <laughs> there's nothing there to latch onto. But, like, Neon Demon is, like, it may be angry. But I could sit there and be like, there are these elements of it that I know are good. I know that, like, this camera work is really cool. The, the, the scene setting, this very stylized presentation. I can sit there and think, like... That, I know, is technically proficient, but it's a different reaction than what you're talking about for Baby Driver. I look at it, and like I'm like, I understand that that's what you're doing is kind of amazing, but I hate you for making this movie. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I've, I've, uh, yeah, see, this is the thing. Like, I feel like hating something is, at least it has still stirred yes. something in you, yeah. right? Like, and that's... I mean, it's probably not what they were going for, but I think they would rather have you hate it yeah. than be like, "Yes, well, <laughs> right. well done." You never, I you don't never want to be golf clapped, like you never. Right, you're like, oh yes, that was that's. And what? But what I wonder, 
is if we have come to this place in part because we are critics because we have right. we have had to start distancing ourselves from you know this I don't like this therefore it is bad as we've had to sort of at, in as much as possible as it is to be objective like look at stuff and say yeah. okay this is not my jam but why but why like, is it not that my reaction jam? is also so interesting because the internet doesn't allow for like the gray area of your experience of yeah. baby driver is not a thing that the internet allows for the internet has no time for you being like I don't have any feelings about that. I, yeah. I recognize that it's good, but I don't. I I don't have any feelings about that. And the internet's yeah. like, well, what's wrong with you? I'm gonna yeah. s- I'm gonna start a change.org petition to get you banned <laughs> from watching had, movies from here on out. I had this exact same reaction to the episode of of Black Mirror yeah. that won Emmys last night, San Junipero. I recognize it's a very well crafted story. Mm-hmm. And the characters are fully realized, and I just don't give a shit. Can you spoil that for me? I can't watch Black Mirror. It makes me sad. (laughs) Uh, This is the one episode that won't. Oh, okay. It it will not. Um, In in the future, uh, your consciousness, when you die, you have the option to have your consciousness uploaded to a mainframe uh, called San Junipero. And you get to live there how you like, if you want to. Oh, okay. You don't have to. It's an option. And so... It's uh, a non-Colonel Sanders made Matrix? Yes. Colonel, it's a non-Colonel Sanders made Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> exactly. And there are different uh, time periods you can check out. There are different, you know, cool. situations you can explore. And you're given, uh, when you are approaching your final days, you are given the opportunity to <clears throat> tour it, to see if it's what you like, to see what you want to do. And that's what that episode is about. It's about this one woman who is visiting San Junipero to see if this is how she wants to spend eternity mm. and her meeting someone that she falls in love with. So that it's, it's a very, it's a very good example of science fiction. And this also sounds like, this sounds like a moving, like this is different than baby driver in that like, there's yeah. like emotional stakes. There are definitely emotional stakes. Like lots, these characters have depth. Mm. They are actual people. I still don't care. <laughs> I just, I don't care. So that's that's the headspace I've been in for the past few days. And I, and I know I, when we started talking about this, Anthony, you were like, oh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And here's why. Yeah. I, yeah. And like, it's so strange because this is Dave had been texting me throughout the week because he started playing a little bit earlier than I did. Uh, and he was like, this is all good. It's all good news. I started playing Metroid Samus Returns. Is it Samus Returns? The originals return to Samus. Metroid Samus yeah, Returns. Yeah, Samus Returns. Yeah. I, they, I, why, why are you changing the subtitle? Why? Why do you change it? Why do you change the words around? Like there's, you have a title. Or, come on, Wait, guys. wait, wait. wait. It's, okay, this is... So the original Metroid game, game is two. called Metroid colon Return yeah. of Samus. And now the it's Samus remake, Returns. And now it's Samus Returns. Metroid colon Could they not fit no it two. on the box? They needed to be like, oh, the of is too much. We don't want a Revelaton situation on our hands, guys. We've got to clean this <laughs> shit up. Uh, no, yeah, this, this, I've had the exact same uh, experience game-wise. I, by the way, like, as we're having this conversation, I am using this Metroid like a stress ball. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have the ami- Amiibo, and I'm like... Yeah, hold that hold that up so, yeah, so, so you guys can see, can see that, see because it. that I, is awesome. First of all, it's huge. It's big. It's really big. It's not... Yeah. This, it's in the camera. It looks like it's the size of my head. That's a perspective. But, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. I am just enjoying... This has been in my mouth. And the Metroid is squishy. He's squishy. And it's just, like, very nice to just sit here and be like, yeah. 
All right. That it's gonna get really creepy. It's it's gonna get straight up noise princess. The more I do this, so (laughs) um, I I was looking forward to this new Metroid just because I I like Metroid is one of my favorite series. Like you know. Oh, a bearded white guy who writes about video games as part of his living <laughs> likes Metroid. And like Metroid, surprise Whoa. everybody. Everybody's shocked that yeah. this guy's written think pieces about the writing <laughs> in Metroid Prime. Whoa. Uh, but yes, I, I love Metroid. I find Metroid very, very moving. And I, I don't, I'm not one of those guys where like every Metroid is the best game ever made. I think some of them are incredibly well made. Like, Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion like Other and M. Other M are perfect games. <laughs> <laughs> perfect games. But no, like, like a lot of people don't like Metroid Fusion, which was the Game Boy Advance game. Right. And they're like, oh, it's too linear. I'm like, no, that game's awesome. No, it is no that game awesome. is really good. Really it good. Gets, it gets in and out in yeah. four hours. Yeah. And it's just no, it's actually really good. In every way. And I, I like to think about like what makes for a good metroid game because the 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 response is always like it's got to be like a lonely atmosphere and it's got to be you know uh you've got to have all this freedom to explore and i sat down last night fired up samus returns i am gonna have to think about it every single time i fire up metroid (laughs) samus returns and i played for like a good chunk of time i played for like three hours and right there with you Susan I don't have strong feelings about this one way or another Uh, the developer Mercury Steam has made a game that feels very very similar to their last 3DS game which was called Castlevania Mirror Fate that's that. That game's a David Roberts that's a a David Roberts fine yeah and and but wait a minute but wait a minute wait 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 if this is not if this is just a remake it is well to, to say it's a remake is a bit of a misnomer it's a reimagining. Yeah, it is not. Okay. It's, it's not a remake. It's. Did you play Metroid Zero Mission, the other Game Boy Advance game, which was like a remake of one? Because yeah. <sighs> All right. Look, we just need. I don't like Metroid. Dude. Okay, that's. It's fine. That's fine. There's no. Just, nobody's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Mister. Oh my God. Everything Nintendo is the greatest thing yeah. on earth, guy. <laughs> so I. This is it, it, it's really not a remake. Okay, like okay. even So the, if you if you play Metroid 2 and enjoy it, yeah, like me, it's don't, not necessarily And like a, a lot of people hate Metroid 2. I I happen to oh, really okay. like Metroid 2 a lot. I, okay, I, I okay. speed run it. Dave and Dave saw Metroid it. 2 is Yeah, I saw, saw you speed, speed run it. Which it. which was to play it for Quotation 2 hours fingers. and get nowhere. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I can still beat that game quick enough to get Samus in the bathing suit. I can. I have proof. I have screen caps. Anyway, this this is not like outside okay. of the premise. Like okay. the, the basic okay. premise of Metroid Two is a far more linear game than the original Metroid or Super Metroid. It's you go down to a planet, and Samus is trying to eradicate all of the Metroids. The beginning of the okay. game, there are, you know, uh, forty some odd Metroids, and you go through the game. You'll go a little bit into the planet, kill all of them, and then mm. like lava will drain, and then you go to another area, you kill all of them, and down, oh, down, down, yeah, down. Okay. There's a really cool, 
like creepy feeling of descent to the original Metroid okay. 2. I dig that. Yeah, and like it's just got like a really interesting flow. It's just hard because there's no map and, you know, yeah. it's the original Game Boy, really big sprites. So the new so Samus Returns has a little bit of the same it's it is technically the same premise. Uh very very different world. There's a little bit of the same layout. But the environments uh, almost feel m- like far more rigid than you're usually used to with a Metroid. They're very angular, and I know this is a strange thing to say because all the Metro, all the old classic 2D Metroid games are tile-based games. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all about like if you're gonna bomb this little spot, it's gonna open up a path, and they all have this sort of angular feel to them. But this one especially is like you're like in a room, Samus is down here, and then there are enemies everywhere, and there's usually just like one very specific thing that you can do wherever you are. There's like a fan that will suck up bombs, and you have to figure out how to bomb one block without the fan sucking it up, for example. Uh, And you still have to kill a certain number of these Metroids that take various, you know, forms as you go, like... As you get deeper, there's bigger, badder Metroids as you go. This it's actually not... sounds kind of puzzly. It, well, it's super puzzly. It's it's, yeah. a, it's okay. a, as puzzly as all you know, sort of classic Metroid. Okay. And the big changes, uh, you know, are the fact that there's a lot more emphasis on moment to moment combat in this mm. one. The monsters are super super aggressive, and. Mm. Uh, it, and they'll kill you in like kill a you couple in a couple of hits. hits. Like yeah. they, they will. It's they will destroy you. You're you. as vulnerable, and like Metroid Fusion, the original Metroid, are are all games where it's like you're very very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you will die very quickly if you're not playing smart. Which is you know like Samus always has her beams. You have your regular beam, you have your ice beam, mm-hmm. and you have missiles. And it's basically like if you're not using your missiles, number one, like all the time, you're gonna die. And the other one is, is I don't know what Mercury Steam's hard-on for counter systems are, but every one of their Castlevania games and this and frickin' Clive Barker's Jericho a billion years ago, <laughs> everything has to have a counter maneuver. Everything, like, you have to have a moment where an enemy flashes and then you need to press a button and bash them away and that leaves them vulnerable. So at any given time, if an enemy, like, goes like, blink, and then rushes you, Samus can go like, Bleh, get away from me! How dare you call me domestic Samus! And hits them in the face and bashes them away. That's a shout-out! Yeah, little, that's classic. Nice. Cl- a classic Susan Art creation, domestic Samus. Domestic Samus. Domestic Samus, uh, would you like to use your bombs? You. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. How would that make you feel? Is it okay? I don't want to bother you. <laughs> I know, I know you've had a really hard day, and if it's, I mean, if it's okay, but I can, I can do it some other time, it's fine. I can call back, I can call my friends and tell them that I have to cancel and make dinner, and... It's, no, it's okay, really, I just, I just want you to be happy. <laughs> so, okay, so all, like, none of what I, 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 I'm describing here sounds like a bad game. You know? No, I mean it's it's right. This is not sounding bad I don't, at all. I, and I don't I don't want it to sound like I hate any of this because I. But don't. you just don't care. But I I couldn't give a shit, and I, I like for starters, this is an ugly game. 
there are parts of it that are very pretty, especially mm-hmm. like when it lightens up. But like, like it's it's just so you know when you look at screenshots of 3DS games. You know, like, when mm-hmm. you saw those first shots of Link Between Worlds, you're like, oh, no, why would you pour yeah. string cheese all over a Zelda game? But then you actually <laughs> play it, and it's in motion, you're like, that is awesome, that works great. Yeah. That's lovely. I expected the same thing. I was like, alright, well, that looks a little muddy and dark, and I'm, I like my Metroid very vibrant and weird, you know, I want... More Metroid Prime. Yeah, well, like, I, like, I want Metroid Fusion. I want, like, okay. bright... Okay colors i want greens i want yellows and and sometimes this gives you this but for the most part it's just like here's a gray background and gray blocks and purple dank smoke in the background and you know samus herself looks really cool they they've done a little bit of a redesign like uh, on her back this is a weird thing to point out and i i don't want it to be like i was looking at the small of samus's back uh <laughs> but like uh, like the the rear of Samus's armor now has like these black panels down it, and just like gives her like really cool definition. It's a really nice redesign. Okay. But everything else is just like dank and ugly, and uh, I miss the like because Metroid Two on the Game Boy like did a lot, a lot just with like with sound and like the blackness yes. of 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 the so every so like it felt really it, yeah, scary. It popped everything on the screen popped. You'd run into like weird mechanical snakes in Metroid Two, and they'd pop up and shoot a laser at you, and like everything felt very alive. And this just feels kind of muted. But more than that, the thing that ultimately is like I, the pace is what's so different. And by okay. by focusing on combat, by say by making enemies that are not just there but hyper aggressive, like they're always coming at you, and they and you have to do the counter thing, you mm. make a very halting game. And I realize that what I like most about Metroid is movement through a world. I just like okay. I never want to stop moving. I want like the flow. And when you get to a puzzle, sit there and like, I'm going to jump on this wall, I'm going to jump on this wall, I'm going to bomb this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to keep moving. And Samus Returns is constantly forcing you to stop. And the Mm. fact that every enemy you meet, every enemy has this aggressive moment where it like flashes and attacks you and swings down at you, it makes it feel unnatural. The other thing that's really important to a Metroid is making it feel like a natural world. The monsters aren't enemies. You make me feel... <laughs> you Sorry. Make, you make me feel like a natural... Did anybody else know that Other M is canonical with Murphy Brown? True story. <laughs> Same plot. That's, that's, what the, that's what the M stands yeah, man. for. Like, whenever she kept saying the baby, the baby, the baby, that's just because Adam in Other M was actually Sheldon and he hadn't finished painting her house because Sam is... Oh, God, I I forgot about that character. That's right. I just put Sheldon back in your mind. That's right. Deep cut. That was a good show. Everybody comes to the Continue Podcast (laughs) for them Murphy Brown deep cuts. Yeah, those those hot Murphy Brown references. references. But anyway, like, I, I like the natural feel of the worlds. Like... I like that Samus is in a place and it's fucking dangerous and there are slimy things everywhere and, you know, they'll fuck you up if you get too close to them, like a real animal. You don't go near a bear 
because a bear yeah. is going to fuck you up if you get too close to it. But otherwise, you can avoid it. That's not Samus Returns. Samus Returns is, I'm in a hallway, and it's filled with video game enemies. And at the end of the day, it's good. I'm going to keep playing it. I recognize that it is well made. I recognize that these are artisans. But I'm in that same place as as Baby Driver, as San Junipero. And that bums me out because yeah. I, I come to Metroid for the passion. I come to it for right. the passionate response. I want to say I love this or in the case of like Metroid Prime 2, for example, being like, this is arcane, poorly designed, labyrinthian ass, and I hate you. <laughs> Game. And it's like, like, like Zero Mission, people are constantly going on, like, Zero Mission is the perfect remake. It's the best remake of all time. Be like, dude, the original Metroid is a deeply flawed game of its time, and yes, the faster you play it, the more clothes Samus takes off, but did we really need a stealth section at the end of the game where it's like Santa's in her skiv- Samus and her skivvies in all no. her little, in her no. delicates? I think Zero Suit was definitely something in a Japanese lingerie catalog that a Nintendo designer was like, Zero <laughs> Suit, eh? Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Anyway, Dave, you 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 love yeah. this game though. You're into it. Yeah. Well, I I like this game. I like. I do recognize its flaws. It is too long. So I actually oh, edited it. it over the weekend because I had a, um like I was at my in laws on Saturday. Oh, so there you time. go. Yep. I had time. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh so yeah, I ended up beating it. It was like nine and a half All hours right. to finish, and I got like I got everything because like once you you know you hit that point. Where it's like, okay, you have the last power, and that game gives you lots of teleportation options. Sure. You just go back, and you just... All the map pieces, you just fill it in. And the, the, the other thing, too, is that you have this ability that lets you scan bits of the map. I will um, say that's incorporated really nicely. Like, yeah. It's nice. It's kind of cheating, but it doesn't feel like cheating. I, I don't so, know, man. Like, since, uh, since freaking Metroid Fusion... Metroid Fusion is the one where every single time there was definitively an item in the room that you're in, it shows you. It yeah. shows you, like, on the map, yeah. like, here's a ball, you know there's something around here, uh, and it didn't, like, reveal, like, secret paths, but I feel like, you know, that's... I, I, I don't, it's not cheating. It's in the game. You, yeah, and you still have to figure out there's how precedent. to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, like, once you do reach, there is a certain point in the game where, like, once you get the screw attack and once you get, like, the, the photon beams or the, the one that gives you, like, triple spread plus it shoots right. through walls plus it, you know, the, that sort of progression. Like, you just, you will you will haul. Like, you still have to be careful because they will, like, the enemies will But you can get in them. You can be yeah. way le- Yeah, you can be way less careful. Um, the problem is that the bosses um, in the game... They just they take way too. Yeah, long. man. Like that's true from the very like, start. They they like you yeah. have to. They do. It's like a cardinal sin of boss boss fights where like you it makes you wait and there's not even a pattern. They just like have choreographed moves that they do over and over again, but you have to wait for them to do them like a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like and you either do that or you waste like ten missiles trying to shoot at it from the from, from the right angle, and it's like. It, if it was just, like, once or twice, like, fine, but because you have to fight 40 of these dang Metroids, 
Like, and you're fighting a wait, lot wait, of the wait, same wait, wait. Metroids. Are over the Metroids again. the bosses, or are these bosses in addition to the Metroids? Th- there are. There's like a couple bosses that aren't Metroids, but otherwise, okay. it's just Metroids. Okay. Yeah, okay. because the, there are like the, mm. the small Metroids, and then the, the the whole point of Metroid Two is that like the Metroids are evolving. <laughs> so, so the like the the small Metroids start turning into these like more monstrous Metroids until you get these like big dinosaur looking things. Um, and yeah, it just it like the first time you fight, you're like, oh wow, that was that was intense. And then you fight it like three more, four more times. Yeah. Ten more times, depending on like the the the, the strength and severity of the. Metroid. This one poops like, fire. This okay. one poops lightning. Yeah. This one also okay, poops and lightning. The, <laughs> and on the Game Boy, it was different because like you just pelted it with yeah. missiles. That's all you did, and you just dodged attacks and pelted it with missiles. But now they have like specific weak points, and you do more damage if you counter them. At the yeah. Right time. yeah. And it's just it's 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 over. They they over designed it. Also, just feels it. so did too video much. gamey. Like, what yeah. was so like? But yes, like Metroid Two was also a flawed game that was limited by its system. But part of the reason I still love it is that like, you always just went into a panic when a Metroid showed up. You'd be like shooting your way through sand. And then all of a sudden, it would just make this really loud, bot like same music every time. It'd be like, duh, 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 blah, 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 and like I, it was scary. As a ten-year-old, this game was it's still, like, it's still like, it killed it's me. It's still stressful. <laughs> and now, like you go in, and it feels like any any game made since you know, freaking Gears of War on Xbox 360. It has that like big budget triple a like you walk into a room and like it flashes to a cool camera angle where there's like the metroid like and then you have to go it just it's it feels less weird it feels more video game you know as opposed to susan that that episode of black mirror you were talking about what's it called again Mm -hmm. san junipero san junipero so your description of san junipero automatically made me think of soma and mm. the video game Soma mm-hmm. uh, by, I cannot remember the name of that studio, but they're the guys Frictional. that made Amnesia. Frictional. Great game. Amazing game. And Soma is a game that like has these enemies in it that are, in a lot of ways, they, they play the same role as the Metroids in the original Metroid 2. It's like, you get into a place and it's a thing you're going to have to get past. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. blast it with missiles, but you're going to have to figure out how to get past it. And I loved the effect of whenever you got near one of these monsters, where it was just like, no, no, that's a thing that's present, and the game's not drawing, you know, painstaking attention to it. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, this is like, I like I just, <laughs> like, Samus Returns, you're thirsty. You, you're like, you're thirsty for me to think you're awesome, and I want you to just tone it down. I don't know. I will say it's nice to have a decent Metroid yeah. game in like ten years that isn't Federation yeah. Force. It's I'm glad that this exists instead of Federation Force. I also I wish it was on Switch because that Circle Pad Pro can go die. <laughs> oh, in it's a not, yeah, you're not allowed to use the, the Circle D-pad. Pad. You can't use the D Pad. Yeah, it, which sucks. Which just sucks. It's bad. It sucks. Yeah, and it's but bad. that's that is my official critical yeah. opinion. Dude, that is another part of why it feels, like, so jittery compared to classic Metroid is, like, you have to, like, sit there with a circle pen and, like, it never feels smooth. You have to be, like, duck, then ball, duck, ball, like, 
Or you tap the screen. Oh, and neither feels ah, good. good. Neither feels good. I really... I, I don't know if this will happen, because they'd have to make a lot of changes, but I think it could be done. I really want them to remake this. Like, there's like a Switch HD version, because I feel mm. like they could smooth out some of these rough edges. But, like, I, I just constantly feel like this game is stopping stopping me, you know? Rather than just letting me be there, it does not have that link between worlds feel of just like, boom, you're in it, go, go, keep playing, everything link, feels nice. Link between nice. worlds was definitely a, a, ugh, I don't want to say something as cliche as Breath of Fresh Air, but it was a wonderful acknowledgement that people, like, let the game get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. Let me just play it. Sometimes the dungeons are annoying and I can't figure out the puzzle and it would be really awesome if I could go do something else and give my brain a break and then come back to it and because that's that's how it works with puzzles. Yeah. You will you will throw yourself against it for like two days yes. and you'll be like, ah, that, that, and then you just put it aside and then you come back and you do it in five minutes after you right. after you pick it up. And that's that's uh, how classic Metroid feels. That's how classic Metroid usually feels. Whereas, whereas this is like there you gotta you gotta figure this thing out. Like I, I feel like, because Doom did this too, the the new Doom, mm. the 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 recent Doom, it's it's it very much acknowledges, hey, you know what? There are a lot of games out there, and your time is limited, so I'm gonna let you play how you want to play. Yeah. I feel like the, the way games were designed, it used to be, like, I am the game and I have the power, and you will do this the way I say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that and that's. I mean, I get that, but I, I I feel like there's been a shift to, hey, thanks for playing. Right. How can we make this more accessible for you? Mm-hmm. And How can we make this suit your life better? Doom and Link Between Worlds are perfect examples of games that not only say, like, your time is limited, I respect that, play how you want, mm-hmm. but also takes, like, what is considered, like, canon. Like, canonized types of games, canonized properties within games, and says... Let's boil down yeah. what is the essential thing from here that was so interesting in the first place, and how do we make that feel even better? How do we... Well, people keep saying the exact same thing. I said the exact same thing about Sonic Mania, where it's like, oh, Sonic Mania plays like it does in your memory, not in yep. reality. And, yep. like, Doom does that so well. Link Between Worlds does that so well. And yep. I don't, I don't need to remember what Metroid 2 played like. I play Metroid 2, like, twice a year. Twice a year. Hold on. I'm just going to... This is an audio format, but look at that. Look at that. Finished it in 2.30. 2.30, she's wearing a bikini. I can do this. I can still do... I don't need a fact. I... But, like... But, you know, like, this is... This is a game that feels very much, uh... Like, oh, well... The old one wasn't any good, and we need to fix it. And, mm. you know, it's been a really long time since there was a 2D Metroid, and there are a lot of conflicting... It feels like there are just a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and there's a lot... It feels like it's... Designed a, by committee? Designed by committee, and worry about response. This feel mm. this feels like something that is like... Well, because Metroid this, this has... This is a design plan. Of... Don't piss off NeoGAF. Right! Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! They hated Federation Force, so let's just tinker with this until they they, they hated other M. They hate Federation Force. But also, Force. 
amp up the action so we can sell more of these dang copies because Metroid as a franchise has historically done That's poorly. not true, though. Well, rel- rel- relatively poor. Po- poorly by Nintendo poor- standards. Okay. Like, they, they don't, I, they I don't would, sell like the millions of copies. Yeah, I, 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 anybody <laughs> would like to fail by Nintendo standards. And yeah. the other thing is, is yes... I mean, this is almost true of all series, but, like, the original Metroid Prime series did have a decline. Like, each entry sold less than the last one. But Metroid Prime was, like, the biggest selling game that wasn't Smash Brothers and Mario Kart on GameCube. It outsold Wind Waker. And I... I'm not gonna say this, but... But again, like, Metroid Prime was a shooter. No! Metroid Prime was an exploration game! It was an adventure game... It was an adventure game, but it looked yeah. like a shooter, so you, you trick right. people. But, like, Fusion, you know. Fusion was one of the best-selling games on the Game Boy Advance. Enormously successful machine. Like, you know, the the problem is is Other M did very, very, very badly. And Well, well. What, you released a Wii game in 2010, Nintendo. What do you yeah. think's gonna happen? Not, in, yeah. Like, the, it's a Wii game in 2010... And, like, nothing was selling at that point. I, like, even Wii Fit was starting to finally trickle off of the sales charts. And the only things that have come out since Other M are goddamn Federation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, yeah. So, uh, on this, you guys have also been playing Destiny 2. Yeah! And this is... Destiny 2 sounds like a game that is steeped... In the philosophies that we're talking about, it's something that respects your time. It sounds like yep. something that's uh, about boiling down what worked in the first place and streamlining yep. that. And it also yep. seems like a thing. It seems like Destiny Two recognized that a lot of people looked at the original Destiny and thought, "I know why that's good, but I don't care." Yes, and they fixed yes. it. Mm-hmm. They fixed it. Yeah, they. First of all, things are. It's little stuff like we talked about this before. Like the stuff shows up on your map. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like okay, so Zer is a character, he shows up every weekend, he sells exotic gear, and there was always a thing like, ooh, where's Zer? And you'd have to go around and look for his stupid squid ass to find out what he had. Now <laughs> he's he shows up on your map as an icon. Hello, thank you. How now? Like, <laughs> right? Like, cause they figured out Finding Zer isn't the fun part of his existence, right? Like having to go through the different locations where he might be. That's not fun. What's fun is this ridiculous, overly emo character with a squid face who sells you really fat loot for stupid high prices. Like that's what's cool about Zer. So they they kept the cool bit and got rid of the bullshit. And they have done that pretty consistently across the redesign. Uh, so, and, and the other thing that I really like, too, uh, and this goes back to, like, it sort of respect... Not necessarily respecting your time, because it does demand time for you to invest into it to get the rewards that it wants to give you. But, like, so when I first played Destiny, I fell off when they had those dang, like, the Vanguard and the Crucible, like... God, I forget what they were called, but it was, like, Vanilla Destiny... You just had to play Crucible match over Crucible yeah. match over Crucible match. And eventually, like, six to ten hours later, you'd get, like, one rank <laughs> up. And then suddenly you could buy more gear. 
And it's like, and I got to that point. I bought like I like I finally broke because there was like there was I forget what what number light level or whatever it was, but there was a, a certain level that was like it was the wall. Yep. And then like once you hit the wall, it got a lot easier to get better loot after that. But it took so much effort just to break past it. And then once I did it, I like I looked at myself. I was like, what am I doing with my life <laughs> yeah. here? And I didn't touch it until, like, the second expansion came out, just to play through, like, the, take, not the Taken King, but the Wolves of whatever, and the... Wolves of the Kala. The, the other... Yeah, Wolves of the Kala <laughs> and uh, Destiny Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, whatever they were. But yeah, so... But this, however, is very much like, okay, here are so many things, especially once you hit Endgame, here are so many things that you could be doing right now, and all of them will get you stuff. So every yeah. week... You can go and there's like there's a planet you can go on and if you do pub if you do uh, the the patrols there you do enough of those we'll give you some powerful gear if you do enough public events we'll give you some powerful gear if you play enough crucible matches we'll give you some powerful gear and it's just like like all of these things are available so it's like whatever suits your fancy right. and then they reset every week and it's like do them cool not whatever like that gear will still be there um you're not like leveling up uh like the instead of leveling up the an individual person's um god i forgot what the word was but like you you would basically rank them up now when you turn in uh resources you just get an engram they give like once you level it up they give you like an engram that has random gear in it so it's like everything that you're doing is so low investment that I never feel like, oh, well, I should be doing something else. Right, which, right. Well, well, what is the most efficient way that I can get my character up to a point where I can do the... Ra like, I never felt mm. that. Yeah. I n it's just like, do what's fun. Yeah. And you get rewarded for it. And, like, like and holy quickly, crap. And quickly, too. Like, it's they not, did it. <laughs> like, you, you will get to a, a certain plateau, like around 240, and then mm -hmm. I did the Nightfall uh, strike with uh, Punk Rock Bob and uh, Tom Cove. Hey guys, shout out. And poof, I was raid ready after it. Awesome. And we spent like, I don't know, we were playing for maybe an hour, maybe. Hmm. And now I could do the raid if I want to. I don't want to. Because that's like, <laughs> yeah, I hear that's six hours like, like of bullshit. 12... No. Yeah. But like, yeah, you can, once you, once you complete the game, and the campaign is good. Yeah, right? yeah, I've heard like the even like like as a story, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's enjoyable. The writing, is... oh, the writing turns to shit. It really does. It, <laughs> yeah, it's like once once you hit the third planet, yeah, the third or fourth planet, like that, the the writing mm. just takes it a just takes dive. a huge nosedive. But the end is good. Huh? the The end is actually very, very good. There's a moment where I was just like, I I thought a a, a certain character might die. And I was like, oh my god, if you kill this person, I, I, I will throw down my controller and stop playing immediately. I you actually not care. <laughs> Didn't you? Yeah, the, the, and there's some, like, there's some actual, like, Halo set pieces, too. Like, yeah. in the oh, final, yeah. like, three or four story missions, there's some really cool moments. Yeah, it's like, it's just, they did it. Yeah. They made a video game for the, human Dave, beings. The, <laughs> fact that, the fact that you, the fact that you like it. Like Susan, I like you. You love the feedback loop. Like as long as they didn't do. fuck that up, like you were gonna be in. But yeah. Dave, the fact that you're not like like making a fart noise ever, like about Destiny Two is that I mean, says like, something. There are, like that I says said, something. 
there are things to hate. Like the the writing, there are way too many. There are way too many fucking chuckleheads in this game. <laughs> there are way, way way too many people with like like one quit person's fine. One, not all of them. Don't make all of them. Not quippy. every yeah. Not Stop everybody's yeah. Hudson. You can't have five well, Hudsons uh, and no Apone. So here's here's the thing. I loved Destiny, but but once you completed the the story. Uh, it, and if you weren't going to raid, it was very much a situation of make your own fun. Yeah, totally. Like, I will, okay, yeah. I will go do Archon's Forge, and I will do uh, 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 Prison of Elders, and, and whatever. Like, you would have to do stuff because you liked it, yeah. right? This, you have so many options. I never, and they all end up getting you good shit. That's awesome. It, whether that is loot, or whether that is a quest... Like, I was in something completely something unrelated, and I activated a quest because I found a particular object. Like, that's awesome. I do not yeah. feel like I have to show up and make my own fun. There are so many options on, on the buffet, mm. on the play yeah. buffet, that there's there's plenty of stuff to, to keep you and even, occupied. Yeah, and even beyond, like, the raid or the nightfall strikes, like, if you don't want to play with other people... You don't like, have to. Still, there are quests for... Uh, a bunch of exotic weapons that you can complete uh, after you finish the game. There are still adventures that you can mop up, which are like little mini story missions that are actually really cool and um, tell some neat little stories in the game. Um, yeah, some of the writing in the adventures is actually better than the main campaign. Yeah. There's, there's. Yeah. One, have you done the one uh, to find Failsafe's captain yet? Oh yeah, that was a really good oh. one. Oh, my heart. Oh, so fail. Okay, so you find a crash ship, and uh, failsafe is the AI hmm. on board, and uh, her the 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 captain and, and crew have been dead for hundreds of years, but she thinks she hears him, so she wants you to go see if you can find him, and then and so you do to help her out, and it's it's just this really beautiful thing. Oh man, see now that's like I, I was automatically gonna be like, does she? Do you? <laughs> right, that's that's a little spoilery. I, like, we don't want to we don't want to ruin that. It's a new game. I want to. I'm actually I'm going to play Destiny two. Not like it's gonna be in December. There's too that's much. Fine. There's too much. Yeah. No. That's yeah. Totally fair. But like, that's totally, the, it'll still be, be there. Be, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Still be there. Uh, the first expansion is gonna be coming. I think around, around then. then. That's what. Oh like, really? Some of the reports are saying. Yeah. Some one of the reports on Kotaku I think was saying that it was gonna be it was gonna launch in December. Okay. I don't know if they officially confirmed that, but uh, but yeah, like, cause I, like a dumb dumb, I bought the Destiny Collector's Edition because I was like, oh, it's the Bungie thing, and like, and I instantly regretted it. Just like I like, <laughs> why do I? I ended up reselling it. Um. And, but with this, I got the that like hundred dollar, get the game and the expansion and stuff. And like I, I rather than regretting it, I feel like you're oh, like okay. nice. This is gonna keep. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump back in when that expansion mm. hits. Yep. Nice. Nice. And I'm gonna play the next. Wait, does one. that mean you got Hawthorne's bag? No, that was the, the no the fir the Destiny special edition for the first one was the one that came with the ghost. Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah. Came yeah. with yeah, the yeah, dink yeah, yeah, yeah. the dink bot. The ding See, I wish yeah. I had that. I wish I had that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I was... There were, so there were three versions. There's just the game. There's the game plus the expansions. And there's the game plus the expansions plus this ridiculous, like, messenger bag, bag that Hawthorne wears for no reason. Nope. 
No. I'm like, why? Absolutely Is not. she drawn that way specifically <laughs> to sell this piece of merchandise? I don't understand. And it's ugly. It is it, the ugliest piece. It's it's, it's just not like cute. pieces of not. pieces of fabric stitched together by a six year old. <laughs> yeah. Like it is. <laughs> Oh, that's just that's a bummer. Like I like I like gamer swag that is useful. Like I used to have the Mirror's Edge uh, messenger bag that I wear. I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah, let's go logo. It's fine. I can use it. This I would not take this outside. Man, if it, I, I swear to God, I might hate Breath of the Wild, but the carry the Switch carrying case that came with that limited edition of Breath of the Wild is dope. It, it is, is dope. yeah, it's the nice. best. And like, it's the best way to store that machine. Like, I can just put it in that thing when it's not charging, and it never gets dusty. It's beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Uh, man, speaking of Switch, uh, but before we start shouting out to folks and, and all that, uh, speaking of Switch, I, I, I'm getting rid of my copies of ARMS and Splatoon 2. Um, I'm, oh my god, I bought Splatoon 2. I literally haven't even opened you haven't it even yet. Opened. So, I, I, real, I, I finally... I finally realized something. What's that? I am a 35-year-old ass man. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> and the reality is is that one day soon, in the not-distant future, I will have a small person in my home who wants to play this type of game with me. Yes. But as I am no longer living in, like, a house of crazy fun dudes in their twenties who like a cocktail and they like a they they like the reefer. Like I don't have yeah. people to like like I can't Welcome to adulthood, friend. Right. Like I like yeah. But like I've been there for years. I just like Yeah, I, I well I, I You finally realize like, yeah. like I keep buying the fucking games and I finally like I like was looking at arms sitting there, and it's like, oh yeah, clown girl can fight noodle face, and I'm I'm like I don't have. There's something inherently bumming me out about being in my office by myself, like eh, eh, with the, eh, with the motion controls. I'm like, you know, I can't I can't do it. So I got rid of them, and here's what I traded them in for. And oh, I don't know if anybody has ever heard of this website. I actually don't. I don't even want to tell anybody. I don't want people sniping on the awesome. Anyway, there is a website on the internet that is a game store, not GameStop, where you can just trade in games from any era, and oh, wow. you can you can exchange them from games from any era, whatever they okay. have. And so I turned my copies of Arms and Splatoon Two into motherfucking Wu Tang Shaolin style for PS One. Strong. Now we are talking. Very yes. strong. I cannot Very wait. Strong. ODB fighting game. This is the kind of thing I am <laughs> totally okay with playing shimmy, by myself. Shimmy, yo. <laughs> Very nice. Very I nice. I approve. I approve. Psyched. I have not played Wu Tang Shaolin style since I was like. 20 and yeah. I don't remember it that well and I am thrilled thrilled about this uh, I am also Ow. oh go ahead go ahead uh, no go no yo, finish what you're gonna no because I was I was just gonna sh I was gonna get to our shout outs you had, oh, you had something no, good no, well, real quick I we we lost it before but since we're talking about switch can I talk about the sheep fucking game oh yeah 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 because uh, this is the thing that people need to know about this is the and thing. I want to talk about cook serve delicious oh, oh yeah, you know what do, 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 do cook serve right. delicious 
because I want to know is the, okay what a first of all what platform is this on uh, PC and it's coming to PS4 in, uh, sometime next year early next year oh okay okay now explain this game to me because I know you you're okay. really enjoying it but I don't like is it a is it a time management game kind of yeah, it's a lot of things it's like a time management mini games um, all kinds of stuff okay so the story goes there was and I remember this demo there was a demo on an old PlayStation Underground of a Japanese cooking game it was like a 15 minute time demo <laughs> And the idea was you would run a ramen shop and you would cook ingredients. It's all in Japanese. And you would, all of the, the cooking games had these weird mini games. So, like, you would have to lower the ramen in by using the analog stick to press it down. Okay. You would have to, like, chase after uh, burglars by, like, moving the analog sticks like legs. Um, and it was all, like, all these orders would fly in. You have to take care of them and stuff. And this guy, like, played this demo and he's like, I want to make that game, like, my version of it. Uh, so he did, and that was Cook, Serve, Delicious One, and it was like you started uh, your restaurant from the ground up, you started with a handful of uh, dishes, and you, as you uh, completed uh, days of service, you would be able to get money to spend on more foods, more uh, upgrades for your restaurant, and eventually you become a five-star restaurant, and you're like the greatest uh, chef in the world. And like the whole point of the game is that you people come in with orders like you set up your menu you can choose what you want and uh if you use ingredients too many times in a row like it loses like people lose interest in it so you have to oh, switch your menu out okay um depending on how well you do increases your buzz or lowers it so if you have really high buzz you'll have way more orders coming in so it's a lot harder and if you fail a bunch the buzz will go down to like it's sort of like a uh, like a living difficulty mode uh, but you want there. you want more customers because you make more money, right? Right, but it also makes the game like way harder. Right, right, right. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Of course, yeah. So, so yeah, and the, the whole thing is, is like you'll get a you'll get a, a a dish. Like someone wants, I want a cheeseburger. Okay. It's like okay, so you press the press the button to bring their order up, and it's like okay. So, and the thing is, like you don't know what kind of cheeseburger they want until they order it. So they order it, and says like okay, I want a double cheeseburger. And it'll tell you the instructions, like, that means two patties. So you put, you hit the button twice to put two patties on the grill. And you press complete. So now you have to wait for those patties to cook. Meanwhile, other orders will come in, and you have to um, manage those. And then, oh, no, the patties are done now. So you have to go back up to your list. And then uh, you hit the button, and it's like, okay, I want a bacon double cheeseburger with lettuce, no onion. And then so you have to, you have this ingredients list on the right, and you have to press the buttons that correspond with the ingredients. And you get it all right. You get a perfect order. They're super happy. They tip you some extra money, and they're on their way. If you get something, like one thing wrong, uh, they're... Eh, they're bummed. Like, you still get paid, but, like, you don't get a tip, and it messes your perfect score streak. Sure. Uh, and then if you completely screw up their order, or, like, you overcook it, or you, uh, complete, like, you miss it, then it's a bad order, and you, like, your buzz goes down. Um, meanwhile, you're also completing chores, so, like, hey, the bathroom needs cleaning, so oh. you have to manage that. And, like, the, and then it's just, like, pressing, like, a couple quick buttons, but it's, like, one more thing to manage, because if you don't clean the bathroom fast enough, people get pissed and that actually like hurts your score more than in, like a bad that's order awesome does. so you have to manage all this stuff and like the first game like i spent hours playing this first game and i'm gonna do the same for the second one but there are reasons why i don't like it huh. as much so what he did for the second one and one of the most brilliant additions to the game is now you have holding stations so your prep stations is when an order comes in 
you make the order, blah, 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 done. Now you have holding stations where it's like, if you have, you, you can uh, add side dishes to your menu, like a side salad or like a side of french fries or something, and you cook those ahead of time. So whenever uh, someone orders a dish and you have a side ready, they will always order a side with that dish so you get extra money. Uh, mm. And they're also, if you get a perfect order and a side dish, that's a delicious order, so you get even more money and points and happiness. Uh, you can also, there are certain dishes that require the holding stations to be cooked. So, like, if you make a bunch of lasagna, you're not cooking lasagna to order. You're cooking a big right, batch right. of it and cutting it up in slices. So you have to make a batch of lasagna, cook it, and then when someone orders lasagna... You just hit the X button, it goes boom, boom, boom. Or, like, sometimes they require additional prep or whatever. And then there are certain dishes where it's like you can make a bunch of it at once. You don't have to. Like, you can cook them to order, or you can make a bunch of burgers at once. So, when there's a rush, you just go down that list. So, that it adds this really interesting layer of mechanical complexity to, like, okay, I have to keep track of my holding stations, so I have side dishes. And if there's a big rush on burgers or, like, pizza or something, I have it ready, and I can just. Six orders in a row, perfect, done, great, you feel awesome. It's really cool. The thing that I don't like is that they kind of took the campaign out. Oh. So you're not building up, like, you are building up a restaurant from scratch, but it the game combines its sort of campaign mode with this thing called chef for hire so chef for hire are like individual levels where you basically work at like a knockoff subway or a knockoff burger king and they all have very specific aren't all subways knockoff subways dave yeah yeah so they all have very specific like you don't get to create those menus those are already made and you just it's like an arcade mode you complete a level you get your or um your your gold medal if you get a perfect whatever and all of that that mode and the 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 cook serve delicious mode, which is where you get to um, create your own menu, feeds into a level system where instead of getting rewarded stars based on how you perform in your own restaurant, you just gain experience from completing orders, which levels you up, which gives you loot, which like lets you customize your restaurant as well as gives you upgrades. So you're not buying like additional stoves you're not buying you just unlock so you don't feel like you actually you have the- like the connection to this operation that is yours yeah right. it's, 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 it's it gamey. feels way more like it a video sounds like gamey game. it sounds gamey rather than mm. a thing. which which is like it's still good i'm playing the right. hell out of it and i like it a lot like it, it looks great um like i said the holding stations are like add this this layer of complexity that i really like i went back and played the first one and like it it feels like it's missing mm. that but like i really wish that there was and like a, a lot of it is because like it's one guy making that like uh, he had people like contribute art and and music and stuff but he designed and programmed this entire game by himself and he was already hitting a deadline yeah. uh like he already delayed this game once to get it out so he like he pushed it out it's like i found a bug literally three hours before i launched this game so like emails aren't in it i'll add them next week like sorry guys uh, so he like there are still things that he's mm. adding, and he's still like he's taking all this feedback, and he's going to be like tweaking and changing the game. Like even the first game grew over time. Like a year after that game came out, like he added multiplayer battles, just and like daily like daily runs and stuff. Um, so I, I imagine he's going to do the same thing here. I at right now I don't know if I can recommend. Uh the sequel over the first one but they're both 
good. It's just the second one, if you pick up that one, caveat, he's literally, like, depriving himself from sleep so maybe update this game. So maybe really play the first one, yeah. and then he, and yeah. then maybe check out the, the PS4 this, version this whole, next year. It really, like, yeah. I... I mean, we all know that we're going to this place, but we are going to this place. Like, early access is not a term that we're going to use in another five years. All games are right. going to come yeah. out like this. Like, yeah. the fact that at no point were you like, yeah, it's kind of early access right now, even though it is clearly early it, access. It kind of right is. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, like, you know, player, like, PUBG or whatever the kids call it these days is early access, but people have already poured, like, hundreds of hours. Like, it's an eSport now. Ten million yeah, copies. Technically not right. done. So, like, like, what does that even mean? What does mean that mean? Yeah. Right. And, like, it's yeah. just... I, like, I honestly, I don't want to keep putting, like, horrible genre terms out into the ether because I feel like the more often I say these things, the more opportunity there are for them to become something that other people say but uh-huh. <laughs> i feel like we've entered the era of living games like i hate you I, i'm putting it i i hate you li- you're a horrible human living games susan stop it tell me that's it. not games. what the term is going to be oh oh it is and this is why i hate you, you. I, I'm putting it, um, you must be stopped yeah, I, I, it's too late just wait until my <laughs> panel at pax 20 pax east 2018 Jesus. the birth of the living game I I God that's that for would you. actually be a really good panel. That's right. No, um, we should we should. <laughs> hey Susan, we should actually do that. Yeah, we should we should do we should do the continue podcast. Continue panel. podcast, okay, the birth good. of the living game, aka Susan's gonna fucking murder Anthony I'm with a gonna, knife. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna be at the other end of the. I'm just gonna throw things. At I'm just gonna be like. Constantly. I'm just gonna be like sitting there yeah. like stroking my beard and squeezing the Metroid at the same time. <laughs> what is a living game? But it is. It, it is. Like, like, no, you're not wrong. We're, we're, at, wrong. we're at a place where I... Well, this is, this is the thing. In publishing, we have things called living documents. Right, exactly. Right? Like, it's it's something that is... It is known, Khaleesi, that <laughs> things are going... Changes are going to be made to it on a, on a rolling basis. It is never going to be finished. And so, as much as I hate you and want you to burst into flames, uh, <laughs> living game actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, I, like, it's... I, I don't think that we're... It's like it, I, I I hate that I always go with the music analogy, but I, I like going with the music analogy. People have been saying for years and years and years since you know digital formats became the primary way that we consume music that long playing albums like the long, the LP is a dying art form. Nobody wants to make the full album anymore, and it's the single and it's the EP and, and blah 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 blah. Like it's the SoundCloud playlist, it's the YouTube channel rather than. A record that is a thing but I, I feel like we are just getting to a place where like the record's never going to go away people are going to make the complete document there are going to continue to be games like Metroid Samus Returns which is the game it is done it is complete the moment it is plopped out into the world this is not a thing that's going to change anymore and then there are going to be living games you're going to have your your cook serve delicious that is its own thing early on and then multiplayer comes in later and you know the guy starts working on a sequel but it's kind of half finished and and you're gonna have your PUBGs and you're gonna have your Assassin's Creed Festival cup noodle burn (laughs) (laughs) always with the cup noodle burn Susan very very uh, uh, do you want to tell people about a very important game uh, I don't. I don't actually. I, I figure we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do next, it next time. 
It is timeless. It yeah. is timeless. What, what I want to say instead uh, is if anybody has ever been uh, curious about the Danganronpa series, oh, yeah. which we affectionately call Dragon Roomba, mm-hmm. because that... <laughs> Dagum Grandpa. Because <laughs> Dagum Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend trying the demo that is available on PS4 because the story is starting fresh, so you don't have to worry about what happened in the first two episodes uh, I highly recommend playing those games because they're very good. But if you if you don't know if you don't really understand how the gameplay works and you want to get just a feel for it, the demo is is pure Danganronpa. You will absolutely know whether or not the game is something you want to investigate after you awesome. play this demo. It has it has the pervy language. It has the mystery. It has <laughs> uh, you know Monokuma being Monokuma. It has. You know, the way you maneuver through the world. It has all of the elements that will either make you love the game or really turn you off from it. So I highly recommend checking that out if you have ever been interested but didn't want to. Either you don't have a Vita or you just didn't want to, you know, invest the money in this really bizarre game about the homicidal mechanical bear. (laughs) Uh, Give it a shot. Cool. Yeah, and, like, none none of the story from the demo is in the final game. Oh, so it's its own thing. It is its It's own own thing. thing. And if you finish the demo, you unlock some special. I love special demos like that. Yep. I love when demos yeah. are their own thing. Um, it is very much aware of the fact that it is a demo, and it takes advantage of that cool. in a very fun way. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's not like you're playing the first chapter, and you'll just have to slog through it again if you decide to get the game. It is very much its own thing. Highly, I, It's probably the best approach to a demo I've seen in a really long that time. That rules. That's like 30 minutes, too. Yeah, Perfect. sure. Yeah. Snappy. Yeah. Uh, I actually, this just occurred to me. I have one more game that I'm going to talk about in less than 10 seconds because I know our readers and our listeners, readers, uh, our listeners and viewers <laughs> who, who read this podcast. Yes. We have that one guy who wants a transcript every single month. Um, yeah. No, Bless you. Here, here it is. I played a bunch of a, ver- a brand new game over the weekend. I played a bunch of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and I feel like we can talk about this really quickly and then not talk about it for the rest of the fall. You guys want to know what I think of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite? I've, I have a feeling. I have a hunch. I want to see if I'm Go late. for it. Yep, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. Chris Redfield looks like a Mexican bootleg action figure, and I hate this game. <laughs> I... Okay. Never in a million years would think that I'd be more excited for the Dragon Ball Z yeah. fighting game than it, I would a Marvel vs. Capcom. No, it's it's the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite thing, and this this is like a future episode of the show. I just don't know what the hell is going on at Capcom. It feels like Resident Evil Seven like like emerged from that company, and and they're just like that was it. It's all we had left. Yeah, damn near killed us. Uh, and I don't think we can do anything else ever again. We'll call you okay. later. Just <laughs> ship it. I don't care. Okay, yeah. we got to start wrapping this Everybody, up. Everybody, uh, we have a bunch cool. of lovely human beings who make this podcast happen, and we could not be more grateful. And Dave Roberts has those names, and he is going to thank I them. I do. Uh, thank you, everybody, <laughs> too, for giving us money. Uh, and if you'd li- also like to give us money, you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. We will take that money. Okay, so Dave is sounding like uh, a complete tool at this moment. I'm so We really are genuinely yeah. grateful yeah, no, for your seriously. support. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes. Actually, very grateful. And uh, we appreciate a lot. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to our uh, 
ten dollar and above backers here. So we have Ryan Brady, John, Peter, Miko, Arico Terreno, Christopher, Martin Kovic, Gluttony one of seven, Francisco Arias Guimaras. Gui I'm gonna butcher that name. Guimaras. There we go. Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Fasi Sayan, uh, Yaddle, Jacob Christos, Chris Punk. Uh, John Phillips, Tim Chesson, Jose Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom, Derek Sanskrit KC, and Nick Grugan. Thank you all. So next very next much episode, for, next episode, yes. everybody. I'm gonna do those like Rob Schneider from from <laughs> SNL. Derek Arino. Oh God. Fessy. <laughs> Sayanamundo. No. Yep, we're gonna no. do it. Make it no, it's gonna take 15 no. minutes. We're gonna do it. No. <laughs> We're gonna no. do the whole thing. Uh, no. Everybody, if you want to enjoy your your time with us in other places, we we do have a Twitter feed. It's twitter.com/continuepod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/continuepod. You can go to twitch.tv/continuepodcast. We haven't streamed in a while. Uh, and we don't have like a schedule for streaming, but we're we're gonna hopefully do some more of that, especially as the fall comes out. And now that we know that Mario waxes his chest like a traitor to my entire Sicilian people, uh, we'll have to stream that so I can talk about my very strong opinions about it. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello if you feel like reading some things about video games. I'm reviewing video games again. Uh, at my place of business, which is VentureBeat.com. Uh, Susan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Susan Arndt, it's my name, or now at GenieOnline.com. It just launched today. Oh! Uh, that's G-E-N-I-I Online.com. And uh, we have some really cool stuff. Like, I know the, the big response that we've been getting, and it's been very, very positive, and thank you so much for everybody who's checked it out, uh, is that, oh, I didn't think I was that into magic, but there's all this really cool stuff on the site to read. And that is is what we're going for, is to just fill it with cool, nifty stuff that happens to intersect uh, with magic. Oh, shit. I, I, I said I was going to tell the story of how this happened on this episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll do that next we'll time. We'll do it next time, yeah. Dave, yeah. where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at David Robots on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Genie Online, where I'm also writing about magic stuff and doing things and worrying about flying to Orlando next Tight. month. Yeah. Maybe even do a hurricane. We're going to find <laughs> we'll out. We'll find out. It'll it be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll all be good. Um, but yeah. All right, everybody. We will see you again in two weeks. Until then... Uh, noise princess. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye! Noise princess. noise princess! I just like seeing it.